0: Welcome to the It's All Fine and Dangy podcast, where hosts Dan and Angie talk with creatives, small business owners, charities, and all kinds of interesting people. It's all real talk. It's all fine and dangy.
1: Well, hello, and hopefully welcome back to the It's All Fine and Danji" podcast. We are happy you are here. And Angie and I are doing our what did we say? Kitchen table talks?
0: Yeah, sure. Why not? We're That's doing what we're going to call it right now. We're, we're <laughs> sitting at
1: the dining s- room slash kitchen table. But, we,
0: but we've already said, this is where everybody hangs out in a house anyway. True. So it's or, like yeah, everybody gathers to like the kitchen area whenever they you know, are sitting down and chatting. So, so then we
1: should build the new studio in the kitchen.
0: Maybe. Or make it look like a kitchen.
1: We could have hot wings while we're there. Yes, we in could. In the kitchen. <laughs> and speaking of hot wings, we've got an amazing guest in here today. We have we are talking to Troy from Mad Ombre Hot Sauce. He is one of the founders. And if you listen to our chicken wing, hot wing, national uh-huh. wing special, do you remember what episode that was by chance?
0: Uh, 141. Wow, look, at that, look at that memory. <laughs> yeah, look at
2: that memory. Yeah, that, that, uh, that was a good one to watch. Was it? I had Did a you enjoy like, it? I mean, the fact that you showcased a lot of local hot sauce companies, I mean, I was like, I watched it. I'm mean, like, man, that is awesome.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love
2: that you watched it. I love that you noticed that because that is generally
1: why we do the podcast to help promote local small businesses? And by the way, you have a really good uh, podcast voice. I don't know if you've ever been told that before. Like a radio voice, yeah. No, there's what a if...
0: tone that some people have in their voice that's just right for the microphone. <laughs>
2: yeah. Right, well, maybe uh, I can transition to doing uh, what you guys. Do. Yeah. Maybe a podcast
0: a... is in your future. There's,
2: there's a side gig in there
0: somewhere. <laughs> but I'm
1: glad you watch that because, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you. And. You probably noticed that the sauce that we had from you guys, we really, really liked it. I mean, it was hell hot, but it was really, really good. And that's not super common, in my opinion, for a sauce that is that hot. Usually, when they get to that level, it's like, Mm-mm. it just tastes like, you know, burnt tire and it's fire <laughs> and it's, but it's just made to kill you. So that was very impressive that you guys were able to do one that hot. But we want to kind of start at the beginning and find out how. You started this business. I mean, what made you decide to create a hot sauce business?
2: So we, for that, we've got to go all the way back to Miami, Florida, in the nineteen late seventies, early eighties. So nice, I was around. Where, yep. So that's where I grew up. At uh, my dad at the time was a hot hot food fiend, right? And if you remember back during those times, 70s, 80s, you really didn't have like super hot hot sauces like you have today. You
1: know, I never thought of that.
2: Yeah, you could literally, like if you went to a supermarket, I mean, you would have to go to some sort of specialty place. And it was usually some chef at a restaurant that was making something super hot. Maybe you could get the peppers that were really hot. Ah, The trend wasn't there yet. Yeah, you, you could literally find, I think, Tabasco and crystals and maybe Texas Pete which were all like medium-level hot sauces today. So my dad, you know, he would just eat raw hot peppers. Like he would just eat them like, like, you know, somebody would eat a pickle or chips. Wow. And uh, there wasn't anything that he, I mean, I've never in my entire life seen him like something that he could not eat heat-wise. So in the early 80s, he went down to the Cayman Islands for a spearfishing he used to, his spearfishing was his thing, so he'd travel all over the place going spearfishing. Sounds like a very cool guy, honestly. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got, I mean, he could he could write a couple of books on some of the things he's done, yeah. but so he comes back from the, and I was, you know, it was early 80s, so I was, you know, still just a kid, and he comes back, and he's got this bottle with him, and it's like an old wine bottle with this fluorescent orange, like, <laughs> stuff in it, and I'm like, oh, what is that? And he goes, oh, he goes, this is uh, the hottest hot sauce that I've ever had. Did and he make you try it? Well, no, he didn't have to because what he did was he's like, here, and he popped the cork off this bo- wine bottle, and just the fumes, oh, the fumes yeah. caused me to start coughing, and my eyes started warning. It was like somebody oh, sprayed tear gas yeah. in the room, yep. just the fumes, and he starts laughing, and what the story was that you know he came across some little fish stand over in the Cayman Islands and you know got some food, and they had this hot sauce there, and he had it. He's like, man, that's the hottest stuff I've ever had. And he offered to buy it from them. And they're like, oh, we don't sell it. It's just for people to use here. And he pulled out a $100 bill and said, give me some of that sauce. (laughs) So they couldn't run and find a bottle quick enough to do it. Um, And they found a wine bottle and they stuck it in. And just to give you an idea how hot this stuff was, after about three months in the refrigerator, because it didn't take, he he would only use a little bit at a time, but about three months in the refrigerator, it had eaten through the cork in the top of the bottle. So he was stuffing rags in the top of this (laughs) thing. But still saving it just to keep just yeah just to yeah he wasn't gonna get rid of it right yeah but yeah this stuff was way hot now i love hot sauce like i mean i grew up you know we grew up like putting it up all over everything you know like most people use ketchup yeah but i couldn't eat that stuff so he got this bright idea he's like you know he goes i kind of know what peppers i think they use to make this he goes i'm gonna start making it but i'm gonna make it even hotter what the? so what he does is i don't know is, if
0: your dad had any taste buds like, I mean, he might not have. well no off? because
2: he he actually when he would eat the stuff it would cause involuntary reactions he would sweat yeah his face would get all beat red was he like did he
1: do you know if like your grandparents and the family were they like hot food people? no they
2: weren't my uncle was but my grandparents really weren't into that you know that kind of stuff so i don't know how he i never really asked him how he got into doing it yeah but, because that's
0: interesting because, um, you know, I have read before that your taste buds actually come from in in utero. Like whatever your mother is eating, that's, that's why some people can, you know, handle hotter stuff. Or But that's interesting or that, no, flairia. they didn't really eat that stuff. And here he is just the hotter, the better. Well, let
2: me tell you a funny story about that. So my mom likes to take credit for the hot sauce company now because she (laughs) says that when I was really young and uh, they were trying to get me off of uh, the pacifier that the doctor told her, I'll just put some hot sauce on it and he'll, 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 that'll end it quick. And she goes, that didn't work. He actually likes it. So she had already tried that years before I'd ever, my dad ever gave me any hot sauce. So, so my dad gets this bright idea. He's like, you know, I'm going to, I'm gonna get some of the well, you time you couldn't get these these hot peppers that they had in the Caribbean, and he knew or he found out or figured out that the hottest pepper in the world at that time was a Caribbean uh, habanero pepper. That was at the time they didn't know about the ghost pepper and some of the scorpion pepper and these other peppers. Carolina Reaper and all. Yeah. Well, the Carolina yeah. Reaper is a hybrid that's a mix between a habanero and a ghost. But they oh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, mm. it's 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 a man-made pepper. But so what ended up happening is he ends up going back, taking a couple trips to the, the Caribbean. And he starts smuggling back hot peppers and seeds. And you mm-hmm. got to remember that's that's against the law. Like oh, you can't yeah. bring produce back from another yeah, country. Yeah, that's like, it's like why you got to go through customs. But it's pretty yeah.
0: easy to hide seeds, though. So well, maybe, and I don't
2: know. know at the time, like if they had dogs that were looking because I think all the dogs were looking for cocaine at that time. I remember right. yeah. this is like Miami, yeah. in the cocaine cowboy days of the eighties. Like, every, I mean, nobody cares about the peppers. Yeah. But the reality is while people are smuggling cocaine, he's right next to him with a suitcase full of like illegal peppers. And
3: (laughs) and, like,
2: and he was bringing them back and you know, he was growing them and he kind of knew what he was doing. I mean, I mean, he's a super smart guy. I mean, he he was a mechanical engineer by trade. I mean, super like 10 times as smart as I am, you know? Um, But he was a different kind of like, he was into that, all that kind of stuff. Like, um, so he figured all this stuff out like a scientist I was going to say,
0: uh, the, there's a science behind that, though, but that engineering brain yeah, can put that yeah, together. Yeah, and
2: he's, you know, and, and he at the time, he was working, you know, he had his own business in uh, manufacturing, like, auto parts. He had, like, world patents on, like, parts for cars and oh, stuff. Oh, wow. So, I mean, he wow. was super, super highly intelligent. And, like, so he literally was, you know, like, working these sauces out. But the problem was, he didn't care so much about, how well it tasted. He just wanted it the ungodly heat. hot. He well, just that's wanted what,
0: that heat. Like yes. I
2: was just talking about. So, I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with like the show Hot Ones. Yep,
1: um, yep, yep. But they have the bomb on there and everyone says there's no flavor. It just tastes like certain,
2: heat. At a certain, yeah. And at a certain point, you're going to cross a threshold where most people will not taste anything other than heat. Yeah. So, so that's what his his sauces his sauce was right. And so what he would do is he'd make these the sauce. And I I watched. Was it and,
1: just the one? So he made one one sauce. It was
2: basically one. Um, he would use the same two peppers. It was that Caribbean red habanero, and then he would throw in some Scotch bonnet peppers. Which actually, I use that pepper because it actually has good flavor. Yeah, agree. Um, so he would make these sauces and he'd bring them with him everywhere. Like he'd brought him, he'd bring him to work. To the restaurant. To restaurants. And uh, he would dare people that. like, and of course he would just set it on the table in a restaurant. You know, the server would come out like, oh, what is that? Like, oh, <laughs> that's my homemade hot sauce. And the guy would be like, can I try it? And he'd be like, it's hot. And ah, I can handle hot. Oh, yeah. And then they would try a little bit on a chip, and they'd go running away, coughing and For choking. Milk. And Oh, yeah. It was crazy. And he's like, I warned you. I you gotta know? take a yeah.
0: break. Yeah. So we'd go to
2: parties. You know, I remember going to, like, barbecues and parties, and he'd bring it there and give it to people. And finally, people kind of got the hint, like, ah, don't try any of this stuff, because, you know, it's going to kill you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... That was his thing. I mean, he just loved to like, and he, like I said, he would like sweat and turn red and he would get this crazy thing where he'd be in between like crying and laughing. Like yeah. when he's, like you couldn't tell what well, he was it, doing. Cause but.
0: it, it, we talked about that even like on the show when we did, cause the last one we did was just, it was like that. Yeah. It was so hot. It didn't taste good or anything, but it almost made you like delirious. It mm-hmm, makes you yeah. like on a high almost, where you don't even know. You yeah, are you're yeah. just trying to, to to survive and be able to breathe. That's yep.
1: that's the mad science behind that show because they they get actors off kilter because they don't realize you're kind of drunk from the yeah. you the know heat. from the heat. Yeah. But so your dad's the OG
2: on the website. I take it. That, yep, right? he is. If you saw that's the OG, so cool. we don't list him by name, but he's he's just the OG,
0: dude. Even the picture, if you didn't even have anything, it's like um, total Bruno Mars vibes to me. Like he yeah, just yeah. looks. Like somebody that's super cool. Like the like, oh God, that the, cool with the big glasses and the
2: white hat and the tie, the white tie. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. 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 He, he's a, he's a character for sure. Um, so, so ended up, so how I got into the actual hot sauce itself. So I ended up, um, you know, I lived, uh, we grew, grew up, you know, in Miami, I was really like, really totally into like sports. Right. right. So growing up, it was like football and baseball. And then. High school it was football and wrestling, and then I played college football up in West Virginia, came home, I wanted to play at UCF, um, ended up coming back. I didn't end up playing at UCF, I ended up playing rugby instead. Oh my uh, at gosh. UCF. That's and a, then you that's know that's a hardcore one. Yeah, that's yeah. That's a little hard. More and hard funny enough, now and now I actually sponsor the UCF rugby. So we're like the official hot sauce at UCF rugby right mm. now. So, um, but, so yeah, I got done with that, you know, I had some other miscellaneous jobs, you know, boun- working as a bouncer. I worked in a bunch of nightclubs, downtown Orlando for the longest time and, uh, did some bodyguard work and, um, women's self-defense, just some, everything was kind of athletic related or related yeah. to like fitness. You know, I'm a certified personal <laughs> trainer too. Yeah, not uh, food
1: or chicken wings, especially, Well, right? food,
2: no. Man, I'm a food connoisseur, right? And so yeah. one of the reasons why I'm so into fitness and working out is it allows me to eat more food. Oh, like, amen. I love so, that. Like, yeah. Yeah, like,
0: we're switching gears it, around here just and, for yeah. that And reason. I <laughs> don't, like, and
2: that's the thing is, like, I, like, people think, like, oh, man, you must, like, diet all the time. Like, I eat probably three times as much as uh, the average man. I, know, I have yeah. friends
1: that do that because that, and we're kind of, like Angie said, we shifted probably seven weeks ago how we're eating because... We want to be healthy and active as we get older, but we also love food and you can't just sit and indulge Mm -hmm. and not, you know, stay
2: active. And the
0: word diet, the first three words are die anyway, so just don't
2: do it. No, you can literally like just by just working out, like getting in a good fitness program, Uh, That can literally shed off a bunch of weight. And if you just cut out, little, this is what I, because I get people all the time come in and, like, oh man, like, what do you, like, what is your diet? What do you do? What do you do? And without getting, I could talk for a week about that. Oh, yeah. But typically I say, look, if you can make two changes, literally the first one would be 90% of what the fluid you ingest, make it water. And I don't care if it's like, that's how we are. I don't care Mm -hmm. if it's sparkly water, like, as long as it's like zero calorie, crystal light, whatever, drink water 90% of the time. And the other time it could be beer, coffee, or whatever. Yeah. And, cut out like the juices because that stuff's full of sugar soda and, all and, oh, sodas yeah. yeah i mean i mean shoot some of these you know fruit drinks are just more calories than an actual soda oh, yeah. and more yeah. sugar too we were just talking about how I, people I, fill
0: their grocery carts up with that we yeah. watched the grocery carts i and am 100
1: percent sugar-free aside from what you might get out of a beer glass and wine yeah no, no
2: that's awesome so you're, yeah. you're already on the right path and then the mm-hmm. other thing as far as food goes is uh, this is funny because this is what I, I tell people is I say, look, if you want to know whether you can eat, if you have a question on whether you can eat it or not, ask yourself one question. Did this grow out of the ground or did it have a face? That's what yeah. I say.
3: I say if you could, if
1: this, I, this is literally what I say. This is why the diet has been so easy for me. I know you just said, don't call it a diet. But yeah, if I could eat, wander yeah. off into the wilderness and find what I'm eating somewhere on the planet,
2: I feel like it's okay to eat. You got it, right? Yeah. So. If you did those two things and nothing else, you you would literally shed, you would literally shed off pounds and pounds of weight and you'd be- Well, I've lost
1: 15 pounds in the past seven weeks
2: and without any extra exercise. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can do that 90% of the time, which is basically during the week, the other, you know, the weekends, you can pretty much do what you want, right? Within reason. Like, so I'm like, and I meal prep, I make all of our food on Sunday night for me and my wife. And we put it all in Tupperware. And then, literally, on the weekends, we want to go out and eat, have a good time, drink whatever. Like, we don't worry about it. Like, we're not yeah. going to a restaurant worrying Stressful. about calories. That's awesome. Exactly. So, and that's the key. And you know, working out too helps.
1: So, did your love of food like that lead you to the hot sauce? Like, what? So, you were talking about how you mm, well, were no. So, into so, what ended fitness. up happening
2: is when I stopped playing college football and I was working as a bouncer. Remember, I'm not as active now playing football. So. I put on a little bit of weight Mm. and I was, that happens
0: to a lot of athletes
2: and I was still working out pretty good. But, uh, you know, I put on a little weight and so I kind of had to make some dietary changes. And at the time I didn't even have a diet. Like I would eat whatever, like pizza before bed. Yeah of ice cream before and bed. you were
0: also still used to being able to consume all those calories because you, you're burning them so you're yeah. gonna yeah. eat the same and way yeah I
2: was fairly undersized for college football, so I was always trying to gain weight. yeah mm. so I had to do because we're so you know busy in football you had to constantly you were eating and literally yeah. in college, I would literally order a pizza before bed and eat it and go to bed yeah holy you know holy. so just to keep my weight up.
1: I wish those days for doing that stopped to college days yeah. for me. But.
2: Yeah. So, so ended up I had, you know, I put on some weight and I started, you know, okay, I need to like kind of get serious, you know, like I went yeah. and had some, you know, blood work done and like, oh, you know, you some of your health markers are a little off here for being mm-hmm. 22 years old. Right. Yeah. Like you're not hitting down the right path. So at that point is when I really started like, okay, well, let me make some changes. And I started instituting small things. First thing was, You know, gallon of water a day, you know, I would just drink nothing but water also helps you not eat Probably. Yeah, keeps you full. Yeah And then so I started, you know, eating, you know, just the healthier foods meat stuff like I cut cut out processed foods Yeah, but the thing is like if you back those days like people that ate healthy They didn't flavor their food because they were worried that you know, that's extra calories Uh,
0: Yeah, they were more worried about the caloric and so
2: the thing with Hot sauce is like you can eat. There's hot sauces out there that are unhealthy. And then there's a lot that are healthy. And with hot sauce is a good way to season your food. Yeah. Oh, zero, very low calorie, right? I love
1: where this ties in because I've done that throughout my life, trying to lose weight, doing like my fitness pal and counting calories. Mm-hmm.
2: And coffee and hot
1: sauce are two of them that you can pretty much have yeah. all you want.
2: Yep, yep. So so anyway, so when I moved, I, I, I lived in uh, Oviedo for a while, Winter Park for a while. And then eventually I bought a house out in St. Cloud and started a family. And uh, one of the things you know, we got a little bit of land, so I'm like, yeah, I want to start growing stuff. You know, grow my own food. Tell me, you got cool. the seeds from Dad? No, he didn't. He he, he didn't save no, he all. didn't save any, <laughs> and he kind of stopped doing it. So what I did was I, you know, I just went out and started buying pepper plants, and yeah. But that wasn't even the first thing I I started with. Like we literally were we were any at one point I think we were growing. Anything that would grow in our region in yeah. Florida, we had attempted to grow it. Yeah. So, mm. And, you know, we have like multiple varieties of mango trees, avocado trees. We've got oh my elderberry gosh. trees, every kind of citrus you can think of, peaches, blueberries, blackberries. We've got some unique fruit trees like sugar sop, sour sop trees, grapes. My, wa- my, actually my wife makes wine because we grow wow. three different varieties of grapes. You have on a our little property.
0: farm down there in St. Yeah, we,
2: and, you know, backyard chickens and all that. So we... We were kind of like, um, for the most part, kind of self-sustained as far as like a lot of food. Now we weren't mm. growing, we didn't have pigs or beef or anything like that, but, and I would always go and find, you know, you could find really good, you know, pasture raised beef. Sure. you yeah. do it. Yeah. And so literally that would supplement basically what we would eat. And so we don't like wasting either. Right. Right. So like the fruit we'll never let it go bad we'll dehydrate it and you know put it in jars give it to people as gifts well the thing with the peppers was peppers yield a lot of some of these pepper plants yield a lot of peppers right? yes and, and i've and made so,
1: gardens they'll go through winter sometimes it'll be the only thing left in your mm, garden that stays alive
2: yeah so we had to do we weren't going to waste it right so we were like started making hot sauce and i kind of remember what my dad had done back in those days how he fermented the sauce like for 10 or 15 days and how he did it um, but I was going to like, mm, let me start off and we'll start using some milder peppers. And it was just one of those things. It kind of turned into a hobby, but I had kind of have that little bit of scientist in me. And so every time I would make a batch, I would write down, I'd measure everything out. I, would you know, write down exactly I see, what I that's put in the key right there. <laughs> and then I would make it and then I would, you know, wait a week, try it again and say, okay, what? What is this missing, or what? Okay, maybe it needs a little bit of more of this pepper, or maybe a little less. of oh, that. Oh,
1: because the flavors change once it sets
2: together for a yeah, while. So, yeah. So and so. Is I it, would,
0: yeah, I was gonna say, is hot sauce almost like a fermentation? Like, is it? I better, would ferment it- all the
2: all the hot sauces I started with. We would ferment them, and and really it was for the probiotic benefit. Yeah, I was gonna sauce. say because
0: yeah. that is really good for your gut.
2: Yeah, and that and and, and on a just on a quick side note, like m- majority of the stomach problems that people have nowadays, everything from like acid reflux to other kind of stomach issues can be solved with probiotics. And I'm not talking about like pills, Mm-mm. natural probiotics. And really it's, it's going to be in naturally fermented foods. So yeah. naturally fermented sauerkraut, uh, pickles. cabbage, yeah, kimchi. Yeah. Um, and even like naturally fermented hot sauces now.
0: And the pickles we're talking about guys that when you shake it up, it's like cloudy looking. Yeah. Okay. Not the ones that are clear. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so
2: for the, like for the sauerkraut, for example, what you don't want in sauerkraut, you don't want to have vinegar as an ingredient in the yeah. sauerkraut kills all the good stuff. You, know, you want it to be, uh, uh, sea salt and water, right? Literally. And you'll know that you, you can kind of figure out mm-hmm. when you look in the supermarket, what the brands are, cause they're going to be a little more expensive and they're going to be refrigerated. Yeah, That's the thing with live probiotic. It's got to be refrigerated. If it's in a, in a, you know, in a pill container, obviously, um, I'm it's debatable if that's going to be live or usable. If it's not, I
0: mean, there might be some in there, but it's not, but you you could literally yeah.
2: get and, and and here's the other thing too. The best part about both of those sauerkraut pickle is the juice that's left over. That is loaded with probiotics. People yeah. throw that out, drank it like a shot. Yeah. Like mm. that stuff is loaded with oh, probiotics. I love that stuff. That's so left over. If you can add some natural probiotic, whether it be in a hot sauce or, you know, sauerkraut or cabbage, kimchi, whatever to, with each meal, just a tablespoon or a shot of that, you, you can literally get your, your stomach and your digestive system working properly. Wow. Just by that's doing great just to that know. one thing.
1: So you, so you, you said, you know, you started growing the peppers and you started, you know, you're, you're keeping them, you're tasting them, you're making sure they're consistent and fermenting and all that. How did that go? This is super interesting. How did that go into like a business? Did you mm-hmm. just do it for yourself for yeah, a long it was, time? It,
2: it was just for myself and you know, we don't like, like I said, we don't like anything to go to waste, So I would give it away as gifts, or you know, we have a go to a dinner party. I was gonna party, say you go gotta to get the
0: feedback on it. Yeah, right? we give
2: it to pe- we would give it to people, and I would always. It was funny because like for years, people would be like, "Oh man, you gotta get this stuff in Publix or Whole Foods or whatever," and I'm like, "Ah, mm. they're just being nice, you know? they yeah. you know, I didn't think anything of it." Um, and then fast forward, so this goes on for about 15 years, right? Uh, me just. Oh my god, that long! Yeah, we just like I said, this was just a little side hobby. Yeah. Now Um, that,
0: but that's how you perfect a recipe, though. That yeah, because if you think about
2: it, like all of these recipes I'm releasing today have been perfected over you know ten to fifteen years, right? That I've been I I make over sixty different sauces. I make I've only got eleven on the market, so there's a lot more that I have that I haven't released yet. Are you um, going to release
1: those? Are they like I will gradually? Lamb?
2: Yeah, I will. Uh, it's just it's a lot to keep up with just eleven. Oh, I bet as, that as inventory. It's a, a, yeah. a small business, yeah. And then you got to remember, two peppers and certain ingredients are seasonal, so you. And can,
0: you're also making small batches. Yeah, everything's so. done
2: in small batches, so it's you know I, we are going to gradually start releasing more hot sauces, but really like right now, like the eleven that we've got is like is a handful. Like let's just say that. So, ends up that uh, during COVID hits and uh, this right is ra-
0: what we were this is how i kind of learned about your company is yeah. um with jessica she was at a tent at the winter garden
2: yep winter garden farmer's winter market. garden farmer's
0: yep. market yep
2: yeah so it actually was right before COVID had hit um you know my wife was like you know i get a lot of feedback that you know you should really try and start a hot sauce company and You know, sell your hot sauce and sell it in grocery stores. And I was kind of like, I don't know if that's something I really want to do right now. And she kind of pushed me and pushed me, and I'm like, all right, you know what? Let's give this a try.
1: I didn't realize it was so new. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. So yeah, it's we just passed our two year mark. So we started. I started kind of getting things together to 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 start the company, and then COVID hits. Yeah. I hate that, but yeah. So we had a lot. We know a lot of people that own restaurants. We know a lot of people that are in the kind of food service industry, and every single one of them told us, don't do it. Don't do it right now. Don't. It's not a good time. We don't know what the restaurant industry is going to be. We don't. And, you know, it was one of those things. Me and my wife looked at each other and were like, you hey, know, look, we already kind of made plans to do this. People still got to eat, and grocery stores are still open and they're still doing good. So let's just keep it rolling and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So we went against pretty much everybody in the know at the time and kind of started it. And so what ended up happening was, um, we launched in. We finally did the the, the soft launch in uh, November. It was Black Friday of two thousand and twenty, uh, and we started off with just one hundred and ten hot hot sauces. Um, like in we, stock, you mean bottles? Just one hundred and ten bottles. That's wow. it. Uh, and we it was only advertised through my wife's Facebook page, uh, her personal Facebook page, and we sold out within about a couple hours. Oh, and that's awesome! Well, that, so, that tells you something sign. right there. So yeah. we were like, okay, maybe we got something else. So now we started getting the plans to work in some more hot sauce and then now we did a batch of 1800 bottles of hot sauce. Oh. Oh, oh, so Okay,
0: let's just pause there for a minute. What does 1800 of bottles of hot sauce look like on the farm? Like how many You're
2: talking hundreds of pounds of hot peppers, right? Okay. You're talking about hundreds of pounds of ingredients. It is yeah. it is a lot and it's cooked in a huge closest thing I can explain it is a big iron cauldron, right? And it's yeah. all done like that. And that's huh. how we process the hot sauce to do what's considered a small batch. Okay, right? cool. So we do this small batch, and it's now it's after the first of the year. And kind of sales weren't really that great online now. I mean, so we're kind of like mm. everybody
1: was panicked with their cash, yeah. Here, and mm-hmm.
2: so, but one thing we did notice was that the first one of the first things to open up during the pandemic was farmers markets, farmers markets, yes. oh, shut yeah. down.
0: outdoor, they, they yep. opened
2: back up. And uh, so we're like, you know what, let's start, we got to go in there and sell this stuff. And that was the other thing, too, was we had never, me and my wife, had never run a business before, so we learned a lot of stuff the hard way and we didn't realize how much money it takes to start this like just to get the licensing now like we're selling it we can't do it in our house anymore it's got to be especially with food products. yeah it's got to be, be done you have court. to label yeah. and everything yeah and it's got to yeah. be you know inspected and you know, all the different licensing and stuff. So we actually had to put a chunk of money down just to get it started. We're like, well, we can't, we're not just going to sit around and wait anymore I for somebody because now you're in the hole, right? Yeah. yeah. So now we got to go out and sell it. So we started off a couple little farmer's markets were opening. We're doing them. And this stuff is selling like hotcakes, right? People love it. And then from there, we got into the big farmer's markets, right? Winter Garden, Winter Park. Yeah, that's how Lake we found a celebration, which are huge farmer's markets. Sure. And by the way, Florida has some of the best farmer's markets in the country, right? Yeah. And so, and the people in farmer's markets love it, right? And our thing is, and we noticed this quickly, was if we can just get you to try it, nine out of 10 people buy it. That's right. a good that, sign too, though. And our that, that thing—that was one, our thing because yeah, we, we always
0: want to try stuff first.
2: Yeah, and and literally, like it was like we literally beg people, just come in and try one. Like, and people are like, oh, you know, uh, I don't really, I have a bunch of hot sauce at home. I'm like, I don't, I don't care if you buy it. Just come in and try something. Yeah. You don't, you're not obligated to buy it. Try it. And nine out of ten of those people will actually buy one. Yeah. Like, oh man, this is better than anything I got.
0: So this is you were like, this was an experimentation. You were like really keeping track of your sales to really see.
2: Yeah, yeah. So this stuff, was, I mean. Honestly, like if I could do every farmer's market in the country that was worthwhile, I would just make a team of people and let's do farmer's markets. But it's a, it's a lot of work that goes into doing a farmer's market. Um, oh, yeah, there's that's a lot a of whole, logistics. Yeah, yeah, a lot
0: of prep. Uh, you're there for a whole day, breakdown yeah, set up. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: so it's kind of hard to kind of farm that out to other people. Like me and my wife do most of it. But what we did find out, and this was kind of cool too. Was well, a lot of people we knew were still out of work during the pandemic. But we were able to hire a lot of people to do help us out oh, because that's awesome. we started getting people like other markets and events. Like, hey, can you do our event? Can you do our market? I'm like, well, it's just me and my wife, and we kind of split off on our own. And I do one, she doing one, but then it's like there's two or three other ones on a weekend that want us too. So we started hiring people, and you know, we you went know out Troy.
0: And- that speaks so much to your product, though, because if you have the farmers market organizers coming to you that that means the product that you have is really great and that they want to offer that to the people that are going to be it's going to bring people to the the event yeah yeah yeah. that speaks a lot so
2: it was kind of um a lot all at once so to speak and so we're like yeah let's you know let's try and do it and we kind of you know, that first year we had over 20 different employees that we were, we had hired to do these, of uh, these, these markets wow. and events. And then we got into doing, we were getting requests to do these big festivals, right? The taco fest, the margarita fest, tequila yeah. fest. I um, mean, those
0: just all sound so fun to do though, that did, you don't want to pass them up really. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, and then, you know, we did, uh, this is kind of a funny story. So, uh, we, we wanted to do the central Florida. They have a big cook off here every year called the central Florida chili cook off. Right. And, uh, I literally just wanted to sell my hot sauce. There's a vendor, but their organizer is like, well, you got to make chili too. That's the rule. Everybody that vendors here has to make five gallons of chili. I know you're going with this. So I'm like, you know, (laughs) I make pretty good chili. So I've been told, so I'm like, okay, I'll make some chili. We'll do it. You know? And I use one of my sauces and I have a sauce. Uh, it's a Chipotle sauce called the smoke wagon. And wow. I do it differently than almost every Chipotle on the market. I use different peppers that aren't being smoked, you know, and all that. So I'm like, ah, I'm not going to use any dry spice in this chili. I'm just going to use just my hot sauce. And I kind of figured it out. I'm like, well, you, we'll do that one. So we do this, you know, chili cook-off. Tell the truth. Did you have to make a few different batches of it to get it right? Or No, I literally really? just, uh, I kind of, no, no, the thing with chili is, like, it actually tastes better after, like, the third day. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. So I actually pre-made it. And then I started adding, like I would try a little bit, like the next day, like mm, I need a little more, and I add more. a little bit oh, more. Okay. I could get it. So I had a couple of days to work with it before I just went over and we, we reheated it on the burners there. So. You know, we're there in uh, our booth and, uh, you know, I, did, I didn't expect to win anything. You know, they had a bunch of different categories, They had like a professional category and they had an open category and I was in the open, which the professional c- category is kind of weird because you can't use beans in it. Like it's some sort of hmm. weird thing. It's considered a filler. And uh, the professional category, you can't you you have to use dry spices and some different things. So the category we entered was just called the open. It's anything goes, right? Okay. Never right. heard of
1: chili with no beans.
2: I, know, but I that's, know, that's that's I guess how they do it in it, Texas, right? Wow. Okay. So I didn't know about it either. I had to kind of they gave me the rules, and I'm like, all right, okay, that's cool. So I'm just gonna do the open category that way. I don't I can just do whatever I want, right? Yeah. And I make my chili healthy too. You know, I use turkey meat instead of beef. Uh, I, it's going to be on the on the lower fat level, lower lower carb, and I'm using all natural ingredients too. Yeah. So I literally just wanted to sell my hot sauce. So we're handing out chili. We're handing out a lot of samples. They come, the judges come, they got to give us, you know, four samples for the judges and we're, our tent stayed busy selling hot sauce the entire time.
1: Did you have like a, some sort of a label or sign that said made with this sauce or? Yeah,
2: yeah. We were telling people like I had the sauce right outside I'm like, oh yeah, this is our smoke wagon sauce. That's why I use it to season the chili. Oh, nice. So we do that. And, uh, ends up like at the end, towards the end of the event, they're calling out the, the you know, winners of all the categories and stuff. And they're get, they got to the, op- the open category. And I wasn't even like paying attention to it really. I was kind of listening, but it, we had a booth full of people buying hot sauce. So it was me and I had, a. and that
0: was your focus. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I had give a, him some chili, and, and and of, had, you know, I
2: had an assistant work, a, a assistant, a girl working with me, helping me out. Cause my wife was at another event, working another event. We had some other employees working a market so they're calling out third place and they call you out but they don't call your name out they call you a number they gave you a ticket and they call the number out so the judges don't know who actually won they just call your oh. number and so you probably didn't even respond i didn't so they got down to third second first they're calling it out and you know and then they go uh they call it out again and i kind of listened for a second and I'm like, uh, and then they said come on last time folks look at your tickets look at your tickets and I'm like hold on a second I pulled my ticket out of my pocket and I about fainted and <laughs> oh. I told my assistant I go I told the people in the I said sorry I go we just won and they're like go 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 so <laughs> I give my I pull my iPhone out I give it to my assistant I'm like film this <laughs> and yeah. so if you look on our um, on our instant our Facebook I actually had the video basically oh, as a oh, me we'll running to through the crowd she's behind me to oh get up gosh. to accept our award for the, um, yeah, for the we chili got, right we
0: did a link that we'll that put a link in cool. the show notes
2: to listeners listener so you can watch that video yeah. So that was kind of funny, unexpected. Right. And, um, so that was kind of cool to do that. Um, and, but since then, I mean, we, we entered a chicken wing battle out off of, we got invited like, yeah. uh, and they kind of told us, they're like, Hey, look, we think you would be good at this chicken wing battle. And the only thing is you'd be the only non-restaurant or food truck competing. So I'm like, mm, that's a little out of my wheelhouse. I mean, I can make good chicken wings in an air fryer at home. I've never sure. done it at a commercial. And they go, oh, by the way, you got to make 2,000 wings. Yeah. <laughs> can you so, partner or did you? I Well, what I did is I have a good buddy of mine that's kind of like a backyard barbecue hero kind of guy. Like he does like all these huge events and he's done that kind of stuff before. So I had to get with him and he was able to barter a deal where I gave a restaurant a whole bunch of cases of hot sauce in exchange for a oh. big old commercial smoker that sits on the back of a trailer that we had to pull up there and I couldn't have done it without him and some other guys that he brought. I mean, it was uh, it was an endeavor. And like I said, that's not my wheelhouse, but um, we entered that and we didn't, you know, we didn't fare as well as far as the judging goes. But the cool thing about that was is uh, same thing. We, we were selling a lot of hot sauce in the booth. They called out the winners and I think they called like fifth to first. And when they got, before they got to first, the guy says to the crowd, "Who do you think is the winner?" And all you could hear from people in the crowd is yelling, "Mad Hombre!" Oh. oh my god. And I'm gosh. like, so I looked I looked up and I'm like, "Man, this Please people, it couldn't all happen." All the restaurant owners
0: right? and chefs were probably so so <laughs>
2: we don't end up winning. They called another, you know, they called oh, they somebody did. else. Yeah, we didn't win. But um, just that, the fact that it was a people's choice thing. Yeah, no. like the a people p- yeah. yelled it out. Like, like in Matt, a craft
0: brew event that yeah, you do and yeah. you get the people's choice. Yeah. Kind of that's the best award, So that though. was kind of, that made us feel yeah. really
2: good. Like, you know, like I'm like, oh, man, you know, that was really good. And it's funny because the guy that, uh, that helped me, my friend, he wants to do it again next year. I'm like, man, no, that was too much. It was just, it was, that was a lot. It was a lot of stress. That was like two weeks of preparing yeah. and ordering like 2,000 wings. And
0: Yeah, I just want to sell my hot sauce. Uh, like, so that's like. literally <laughs> what I told
2: my wife. I said, look, from here on out, no more cooking, no more chili cook offs. We know the product's good. I'm just going to stick to samples and selling. That's, that's what we yeah. do best. Let's concentrate on that. And so now, like this next past, this last year and coming into this year, is we're going to be doing a lot of big festivals. We just went, uh, we were down in Miami a couple of months ago for the Coral Gables Arts and Crafts Festival down in Miami, which is huge. Oh like yeah. It was like 100,000 person mm-hmm. events, arts and crafts. We were out there giving our hot sauce samples out in Miami. Um, we're gonna be. We just did the Orlando Taco Margarita Festival, which was here at Camping World Stadium. That was like three weeks ago. A huge event. I was gonna
0: ask, are you, you know, kind of strategic as far as yeah. what festivals you're, you yeah, know, yeah, because we to? get
2: invited to a lot. So I've got to be strategic. Now we, ha- like I said, we do have a team of people that kind of help us out, and, and they kind of run farmers markets while we do these events. And then a lot of these events, we we bring a team with them, and that's the other thing is we have um, uh, our our. Business is 90% women, right? Yeah. So is that the hot squad? Yeah. So, so, love that name and how it started was you know, we start off with a couple of the girls that work for us, and they started this thing. They're like, Oh, we're the hot squad, and we need apparel to, to work these events, right? So, I'm yeah. like, Okay, I'll make you some apparel. And at the time, me and my wife were already making our own stuff for us, like you know, our own t shirts, yeah. and my wife, you know, had the tank tops, and I, I made her some custom like Mad Ombre tights. And the girl's like, no, we want the shorts and we want crop tops. And so I'm like, okay, so I'd make them. And then at these festivals, we'd have other girls come up going, where can I buy that at? Oh, I love it. So I'm like, uh, I looked at my wife. I said, we're going to start selling this stuff. Because
0: because the branding is so important. I mean, you see this with any um, gym or boot camp or CrossFit. They always have a logo and every member is wearing that everywhere they go. Right, it's everywhere. So it's almost yeah. like a cult. It's and like I, a little cult you got going and I with your wanna, merchandise. I
1: agree, and I want to. So, two things. First off, so you talked about how this kind of. I want to back up just a tiny bit. You talked about how this kind of got rolling right before COVID, and I know this seems like well, you just figured that out, but we were like halfway through eating your sauce before I realized the variant was a play on like a virus. Was that
2: a, a a one off or one that you added in addition to your other sauces? Yeah, that came. Uh, so initially, my hottest sauce was the Stranglehold. Okay. And I initially didn't want to release a super hot sauce right out the gate with the ones because, again, my whole thing is taste, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It can be it can be like a trendy, catchy we, thing. Yeah, and we want to enhance the flavor of your food. Yeah. Okay. Of course. And so we ran into an issue at the very beginning when we were coming up with names because we had named one of our sauces the COVID Cure, and the FDA doesn't allow you to label oh. <laughs> cure on any kind of food product. So they kind of uh, put yeah. a stop to that when we were getting our you know our licensing on the label. And so funny thing was, I already had like a hundred t-shirts made up because we Those already, are probably collector's items <laughs> now. Well, I've since sold them all. So they might be, but I still got the one that I wear. But so my wife, of course, was furious because she's like, well, what are we going to do with these shirts? Because like, we've got to change the name of the hot sauce. So we ended up coming up with the name, the pandemic for the hot sauce. Cause it was still, doing. Yeah. The pandemic, oh, nice. Yeah. which is actually now our best, well, it has been since the start, our best. So you
1: have a sauce called the pandemic and you have another one called the variant.
2: Yeah. So the pandemic, the first three hot sauces that we came up with were, they were hot sauces with different peppers and they were five different heat levels. They were the original Mad Ombre, which is our mild, the St. Cloud steamer, because we're from St. Cloud. And that was a restaurant grade cayenne pepper sauce, which is equivalent to what you would get in a restaurant that's not too hot, uh, but yet packed with much more flavor and better ingredients than most typical table sauces. And then we came up with the next one, which is what we would call our regular hot, which that was the pandemic. Um, and so that's most people's favorite, uh, like through tastings and everything we do, the average hot sauce mm-hmm. lover, that is their favorite sauce is the pandemic. Wow. that's going to be a habanero and scotch bonnet. So it's got sauce. some heat to it. Yeah, still. it's got a little heat. But the thing is, remember, I, I use the exact amount of pepper needed to bring out the flavor and the heat at the same time. Yeah. So I'm not overloading on any particular pepper. And a lot of them have more actual spices than they do actual peppers. Then the, I went one up from that, which is going to be our extra hot, which is called Sudden Impact. Um, mm, that's our extra hot. Like and then our, our hottest one was called The Strangle, And that was my favorite. Like, that's kind of the one that I was like, man, I, I put that stuff on everything, right? Yeah.
1: Good so, flavor, but really high heat. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And the good thing about it is you can actually use a lot of it. Because I like to, like, slather my food in hot sauce. So it allows you to still put a lot on there, but you're getting good heat. Right. And so we started doing these events. Like I said, I can make sauce. that's so hot. It'll burn a hole in your tongue, but I, that's not what I'm going for with the company. I yeah. want to enhance the flavor of, of your course, food. yeah. So I, I'm like, I I kind of made this thing. I said, look, I'm not going to get into releasing these really hot ones that don't have flavor, but every single event or market, we'd have a dozen people like, Oh man, this is good. But can you make one hotter? I'm a, and I'm like, yeah, I can make it hotter. Well, come on, man. Like, I'll buy it from you. Just make it hotter. So yeah. I went back to the drawing board. I'm like, okay, let me see if I can make one that's, good percentage hotter but still has flavor and I kind of worked it out and that was the variant yeah and so that one has Carolina Reaper which is I remember we read these you know the hottest pepper uh-huh. in the world according to Guinness Book of World Records yeah. Uh, it's also got ghost pepper, which is like the second or third hottest. Um, it's also got habanero. It's got scotch bonnet. And they're also throwing some other smaller peppers, too, for flavor, like cayenne and serrano.
1: So we want—we definitely want—when we do our uh, our national chicken wing thing again this year, we definitely want to try at least a couple more of your sauces, like the more regular yeah, yeah, yeah. heat and the, you know, the ones that yeah. you're talking about. But I will say this. We were initially looking for all local hot sauces to promote local— and we were struggling to find like the really, cause you kind of want to work it up in a, in an episode like that. You got to have like your grand finale. And like Angie said, the hottest one was just heat. But what really surprised me about the variant and the other couple that we had on, they, we all agreed. And we talked a lot more about this after the episode, cause we were all dying from the other <laughs> brand that was killing us, but yeah, yeah. it was really good. That was really surprising because usually when you get to that level of hot, there's no there, you know, there's no redeeming value in it. It's like
0: you can't taste anything. It's right. just your mouth. And so we've
1: excited. tried it again yeah. since then. It's one of those where you gotta be prepared for some real heat, but it's it's almost worth it because the
2: flavor is so good. So yeah, you definitely yeah. nailed it for sure. Well, yeah, uh, we appreciate that. And um, that's you know, like I said, that is our whole existence as a spice company is that we wanna present you with the healthiest amount of flavor and heat. And not we're not out to burn you. Not make it a gimmick, right? Yeah. We're not there's plenty of hot sauces that are out there for your, you know, to play around with your friends and see who can take what and all that. I mean, but that's not what we're about, right? We want we want to enhance the flavor of your food. Well, look, it
1: introduced us to your brand, so now we're interested in the other stuff, you know.
2: Yeah. So so ended up. Uh, you know, we started working these events, you know, and now all of a sudden, you know, we're getting like everybody wants to buy this apparel, right? So I'm experimenting because I don't really, you know, and these girls are all into the apparel. So they're telling me like where to go and what Now, what did you design
0: are... or did you work with a graphic now, designer?
2: Oh, okay. Well, as far as the, the you talk about the logos?
0: Yeah, because your logos, like your apparel is really, I, I know why people are attracted to it because it's the one with the lips with like the pepper yeah, so, in it. Like that is something so, that is really cute to wear.
2: I'm fortunate enough to have a couple of great friends that do graphic design work. Yeah. And uh, so i went, you know, both of them I've kind of used for different logos for the hot sauces and the apparel. And uh, they just, they were just good at what they do. And funny enough, like neither of them, that was their full-time job doing, they had other jobs, but they did this kind of stuff on the side and Mm -hmm. then now one of them is doing more of it. But, But no, they, I mean, literally like they, they both knocked it out of the park for what we were looking for. In fact, far better than what I had imagined. Um. So yeah, we kind of came up with that Hot Squad logo, and I really let the girls choose, you know, because I'm like these girls. They're the ones, ones wearing they, it. They got to right? wear it, and you know, I can't be what I want, right? And then, you know, my wife had some say in it too. But I would like daily. I'm on the you know text, and I'm like, what do you think about this? And what about this? And how where where should I put the the lips and pepper on these shorts and, yeah. you know, they, and almost all of them were saying, tell me the same thing and where to design. And then it. they, you know, I would give it to them before we'd release it. I let them take it to the gym and you know, wear it. Is this wearable? Is it going to be good material? Is it not going to be like see-through to where when you do something it's you know, everybody says, or, yeah. 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 So they were like, you know, like the test, you know, test people for all of our products. And, um, it worked out pretty good because we, you know, we go to some of these events and we actually in dollars sell more merch than we do. Even though we'll th- sell more bottles of hot sauce, we'll sell more money in merch at these big festivals. I was
0: going to ask that because when we met Jessica, I don't, you guys didn't have any merchandise. I don't think yet. Not you guys yet. just had the hot sauce. Okay. Yeah. Cause it was it was twenty twenty or maybe. I, I, I want to say the
1: whole
2: table was the variant yeah. when we were there. So. No, it, it no, it, maybe it was not. different ones. Was it? We just tried well, certain. That one. There's certain yeah. events. There's certain markets that don't allow us to sell apparel. They can only let us. They won't let us oh. sell. So, oh, okay. But um, if it was Winter Garden, we did start selling apparel there. It just may have been after after we met. After yeah. We met. yeah, and yeah. at some events. Depending on who's working it, we don't, because like if, if we have a girl that's setting up for us in an event, she has a small car, may not have room for all the apparel, so she yeah. may just set you at that event, maybe just sell sauces. Um, but typically, usually if it's me or my wife working it, we always have the apparel with us, yeah. and some of the other employees do carry the apparel as well.
1: So I want to say from a from a guy perspective, just the regular Mad Ombre uh, you know design and logo with like the it almost reminds me of like a Jack Daniels bottle or something yeah the- we
2: we get that a lot and funny enough I told my uh, when we were coming up with this this late you know this branding I told my uh, graphics guy I said look I want this to look timeless, right? Yeah, it looks and like, like an I, Old and, West And, thing. and the, wor- the yeah. actual word I used was, I want it to look like an old whiskey or tonic bottle. That's what it looks <laughs> like. Where you can't really tell what year this I was. I love It that. could have been 1899 or 1999. Yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying from a
1: style perspective, I would wear that on a t-shirt without ever even... I could find it at a store and not even know it was a sauce. So. And I think yeah. that's
0: the idea behind creating um, like a catchy logo is that you want people to buy... Buy the merchandise even if they don't eat the sauce, right? Like, just for how cool it looks. is, they're still attracted yeah. to the logo.
2: Yeah, I mean, we do. We get it, the one thing it has afforded us, uh, is we've noticed as that you know, typically hot sauce, mostly a man thing. Most for the most, we were selling mostly to men. If yeah. women did buy, usually a lot of it was for their husband or their son, and gift. Or, yeah, but now we've got a lot of women that come in for the apparel, and a lot of times cool. it ends up be like, Hey, you know, do you like hot sauce? Well, no, but my husband does, and then. They end up buying the sauce too, because that's really yeah. what I want. I, I don't my goal is not to start my own apparel line. It's but help push if you the can sauce. if it helps us promote the sauce and you're gonna wear it, you know, and it helps promote our product but and, it it does, good, though, and it makes you look good. And it makes you look good in the process too. Because the other thing is, you know, me and my wife are both like health nuts. We both work out all the time. We, you know, we have some um uh we, we were affiliated with Crunch Fitness for a while. Like we were in mm-hmm. crunch crunch gyms, like giving out uh selling our apparel and giving out uh they're mainly down in like
0: the tampa your area down there no
2: orlando has like oh they have five or six of them in the central florida area yeah so we were in there all the time like you know getting our product out to people that work out in the gyms and you know they would buy our apparel too and um you know so a lot of we see all the time like we'll go into a gym and like some girls in there wearing one of our you know tops or yeah. shorts. It's like, Oh man, that's, that's kind of, cool. That that's cool. really cool. Yeah, and, I could
1: see. I, I honestly could see in the future. I don't know if this is your target, but I could see like a little gourmet store that is just mad hombre that has all the that,
2: sauces and the that's, clothing. that is kind of the, the goal at some point to do like a little, little store where we have like, yeah, I'll have all that. And it's, if you've ever seen us, it's kind of cool because every event or festival we work at, we constantly get a hundred people tell us this is the coolest booth. Like oh any yeah! Booth oh, I love here. that. Because we got, you know, we've got the the speaker box playing, and we've got like dance music, and the girls are outside and they're dancing, have a good time, giving people samples, and the apparel line, and like it is really cool. Like almost every single event we work, we just that's get awesome. It, that's cool. your it reminds brand me of now. like
0: the not that it's a good thing to drink, but like the Red Bull go- girls, where they would like wear the little backpack and go around. Yep. They're just yep. having a good time here. Want a Red Bull? You want yeah, a Red yeah. Bull? You know what I mean? But you associate it with, you know, just like. Having fun and, you know, just passing out the samples, you know, give the free samples.
1: You guys are in like over 15 locations now though, aren't you? Yeah, I think
2: 14 or 15, we've had a few, uh, there was a few businesses that uh, had us that unfortunately shut down due to COVID and some other things
1: yeah but you're all over the place in terms of the cities you're in too i'm seeing sanford st cloud oh. you're in merritt island you're in Cocoa beach that's, yeah, that's, yeah. so you Are guys you have in, done a great job of spreading the word yeah. and making partnerships with is other it more
0: businesses. like boutique type areas? yeah yeah so we have we
2: haven't really so we haven't really approached any large chains as of yet in fact a lot of these places these boutique style places found us, right? Mm-hmm. They were at a festival or an event. Uh, some of the restaurants, chef came in, tried our sauce, like, mm, I want that at my restaurant. And so we hadn't really done a lot of hard marketing because our goal was to get brand recognition and get people locally to try it in, yeah. throughout Florida, right? Initially it was here in Central Florida, and then now, because we're doing these events, we're doing Miami, Jacksonville, Tampa. So a lot of traveling going so, on, So yeah, yeah, because we want, when the time is right to put it into a big chain in florida um we want people to walk by that hot sauce aisle and look over and say wait a minute mad Ombre hot sauce i had that at a farmer's market or oh, i helpful. had that at an art festival down in yeah. miami or at a taco fest in jacksonville that was a good hot sauce and then they take a chance and buy it because if the product just sits there on the shelf and doesn't sell you get one chance in one of those big retail stores yeah. if it doesn't sell oh, yeah. And the retail stores are going to make money off you no matter what because you're going to have to buy the product back. And you got to sell. Yep. You're probably shelf And then, gonna then, buy and then shelf they'll space take it off the shelf. And they'll it, take yeah. it off the shelf and you'll never get that chance again, right? So we're not in a big rush to get into these supermarket chains. Like everybody's yeah. always like, oh man, you got to get into Whole Foods, you got to get public. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? But I there's go,
0: so many choices there too. Exactly like... right.
2: And that's the thing. So we're got to get recognized. We're, yeah. we're, we want we want to become the hot sauce for Florida, and that's where we want to start. And literally, that's our goal, right? We just w- as many mouths as we can get it. Into, um, and I, I got a couple of cool stories on that. Like, so we, even with people that don't like hot sauce per se, like we know we're making an impact. Um, we're down at that arts festival in in uh, Coral Gables, and a uh, there's a gentleman jogging, an older gentleman. And uh, he kind of stopped in front of my booth. It was early in the morning. And a lot of people don't like to try hot sauce at like nine in the morning. I understand. Yeah. But I'm like, Ah, eh, sir, I got a sample. You know, you want to try a sample of the hot sauce? And he's like, ah, I can't. You know, my acid reflux. Back in the day, I could eat, you know, hot sauce, but yeah. I can't. And then he kind of looks up at my booth and he goes, uh, were you in like St. Augustine like two years ago? And if I oh, was wow. at a crap beer fest when we first started out in St. Augustine two years before, he goes, yeah. He goes, I remember seeing your booth in your tent. He goes, you had the coolest looking booth there. And yeah. here, Matt Ombre, and I was like, "Man, so is... it's that brand recognition." So though. this is That's a guy, right. who, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, some other thing, like we had a, a over at Celebration Farmers Market, like man, about a year ago. Uh, there were three women that kind of did a beeline right into my booth, and they're like, "Okay, pandemic stranglehold." Smoke wagon. They've been waiting three of each. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you guys have been here in my booth before, and they're like, no, never had your hot sauce before. I've oh been. wow. I'm like, well, uh, so you're some you're buying for somebody else, and they're like, no, it's for us. And I'm just kind of like, oh, well, how do you know? Which you got to ones... get down
0: to the bottom of it. So this I'm like, how do you know point? which yeah. ones to
2: get? And they're like, oh, well, uh, you guys are the talk of Facebook. And I'm <gasps> like, oh, so I'm thinking like, okay, are they have my wife's Facebook, or maybe they're on our Facebook. And she goes, no, 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 no. We're in a Disney Vacation Club Facebook group and we're from South Carolina and we told the oh, Facebook group so that cool. we're going to Disney for the week and multiple people in this Facebook group said, "Hey, if you're in the Disney area, there's a farmers market every Sunday. There's a company there called Mad Ombre. They sell the best hot sauce in the world." Yeah. <gasps> and these are the 3 that you need to get. And oh my they God, literally literally awesome. almost so ran So you're like, getting I was like, uh, you're getting I was like, Man, That's like, awesome. That, to,
1: you're yeah. getting signs that you're, you're on the right track as far as your brand. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: I mean, obviously, I mean, that was like great. I mean, we see like, there's all the time, like it's pretty much every farmer's market we work where we'll, we'll we call a lot of people in. Cause there's a lot of people that kind of walk around. They don't really, you know, they're probably, you know, like, we get them to come in and try some and some buy, some don't. But it's kind of cool at the end of the day when you see like the farmer market closing and somebody's you see people walking out and they're only carrying one little bag and it's that little bag that has the Mad Ombre Lego. Yeah, the thing they found. That's one thing that they bought. Oh, I love it. And that's kind of a a cool feeling. And then you know we've had other little interesting like anecdotal stories. Like we had a couple that we knew that uh, went on their honeymoon to like Vermont to go skiing, and they sent us this picture while we're there and they're like, hey. We're staying at an Airbnb in Vermont, and look what's sitting on the table. <gasps> and it was our <laughs> pandemic sauce Oh, my God, oh. sitting that's on the awesome. table in an Airbnb. Oh, that's that great! Is so amazing. we've had some like just all the time. Like it's funny because me and my wife will work a farmer's market, and as we're driving home at the same time, we're on the phone telling all these cool stories about like, oh, this person came in, and let me tell you this. Can we? It's like our highlight of working a market. Yeah, is telling all the cool stories that people tell us about our hot sauce, and yeah. it's more and more now that we've been around a little bit longer. Yeah. You know? Well,
0: maybe we'll talk after the show because um, you could be the hot sauce of this Airbnb.
1: Ooh. Or oh. other, other <laughs> uh, yeah. And it sounds like you guys are slammed, but this we're also friends hard. with uh, good friends with some of the markets that run that, that I don't
2: think you guys are at. Okay. But so yeah. We'll, well, we're all, yeah. like I said, we're always looking to expand because like I said, we want as many mouths as we can get people to try. Of I don't course. care if people buy or not. I just want you to try, try it, it. it and, you but know, but
0: mm-hmm. you you have the stats to kind of prove that if you can just get people to try yep. it, yeah. you know. Yep. You know what I was thinking too—that um, a little shot of that in a Bloody Mary would be really amazing. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, we
2: have uh, we have a few restaurants that uh, use yeah. our sauce to make Bloody Marys, and in fact. We didn't even get into the sweet sauces that we released about a year ago. So I the original, I'm not a huge, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge sweet hot sauce.
1: Are these the mango pineapple yeah, ones? So yeah, so we
2: have four of them. We have a pineapple jalapeno. We have a mango habanero. Oh, that we sounds have amazing. a guava mango pineapple I should have never done this hungry. <laughs> and my baby of the four sweets is the elderberry habanero. Ooh, and the elderberry habanero Um is unique because I have the only elderberry hot sauce in the world on the market right now. And so, elderberry is the highest antioxidant fruit yes. in the world. We've been growing it in St. Cloud for 16 years. What's now. the heat level, is it like a mild sauce? No, it's a hot, it's oh, it for is. sure hot, it is hot. But I originally started dabbling in the sweet hot sauces not to put on food because I do like savory on food uh, to make spicy margaritas. So okay. me and my wife will throw parties just so we can make margaritas, and <laughs> so you know, I was put just thinking
1: that after we're done tonight, I'm probably gonna get on your website and order a few sauces, a, a couple of them for the for the contest, not the contest, but the episode that we yeah. do where we goof around. But I would like to try that one, and there's another one on there. The um,
0: pineapple um, jalapeno sounds really, yeah, good, to really good yeah, that's really good. And the,
2: and the other cool thing about like my sweet hot sauces is, so before I release any sauce, I always do my homework. I'll pull like whatever sauces are like that on the market, because I don't want to release something that's inferior to another sauce or tastes exactly like another sauce. Oh, that's
1: that last thing you said is key, right? So yeah. if it tastes like another sauce, you, you yeah, want I won't it. do it. Yeah. Right.
2: So I literally, I had, and I was releasing four sweet sauces at the same time. And so I'm like, okay, I literally just started ordering every kind of major, every sweet sauce I could find. I'm just ordering them all. And I'm going to start trying them all because I want to make sure I, I don't want yeah. anything that's like any other ones. And one thing that I noticed is I am a I'm a label reader, right? I read we are too. I read mm-hmm. anything that has a label, I'm reading it um because if it's got anything typically like now I was just most of these I'm just trying and tossing, right? But the thing is for me is if it has like high fructose corn syrup, I'm not buying it. Amen. Um it, you know, corn starch and fillers and stuff, not buying it. Yeah. So I noticed that almost and I think I Probably sampled hundred different sweet hot sauces and every single one of them had sugar as an yep. added ingredients. Always. I hate every. Everything. My it's sauces horrible. I literally no, they're not gonna be like ultra super sweet like most of the other ones, and that's because I'm just adding the fruit. That's it. Because the
0: sweet's just coming from the fruit toast. I so think I would like that from. better
2: though, honestly. Yeah. And and the good thing about it is like so when you're making a margarita, and like I'll make a margarita from scratch, because if you think about it, margarita mix is just lime juice and whatever sweetener that they use right yeah our our sweet Mm -hmm. sauces i use lemon juice a little apple cider vinegar and then the fruit and the pepper right so literally i can just make my own margarita healthy margarita mix out of lime juice and dilute a little bit with some water and then we use the sauce in it and then if i want it sweeter i just muddle fresh fruit into it right some blackberries and it'll be the healthiest best tasting you know margarita
0: very clean tasting and there are a few
2: you know margarita there's a a couple of companies that make some cool organic margarita mixes if we're lazy like okay mm-hmm. we could just buy this and then add our sauce to it you know you can do that too you know but, when you have
1: your store I could see a section with your margarita mix in there oh too. we will yeah that for yeah. sure
2: that will we will have that that right?
0: pineapple jalapeno would be really good on fish tacos though
2: oh yeah it is any yeah. like fish taco, uh, fish tacos so cilantro um, Ooh, fish taco. any kind of like uh, pulled pork it goes good on, on that any kind of Asian style dishes right with uh, rice and stuff like that that makes like sense that. any yep. of the sweet sauces go really good on that and this is what we found out too which is kind of crazy we had all these people coming back especially with the elderberry sauce is oh it goes great on ice cream wow like Interesting. or goes great on vanilla cheesecake the weird or, stuff yeah you know warm apple peach or warm peach cobbler apple pie like people and i don't eat a lot of like desserts like that but like we're having all these people like come back oh. doing the experimenting for me telling oh, that's got to go on this goes so good these on are that. suggestions that yeah. you guys can P- make at the time. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly so like you know, We got, I mean, it's just crazy the amount of feedback we get from customers that come back and tell us all the cool things that this stuff. Oh, That's that got to be so gratifying too, because yeah, they're, yeah. they're making their own thing out of it. Before we run out
1: of time here, I, uh, I just, I want to make sure we do talk about those gift boxes and stuff because you got a couple of them on the table. But one of the things I noticed right away, looking at the, n- not the apparel, I know the apparel is amazing, but, and you brought us, I think a couple shirts. Thank you for that. Really appreciate it. Um, we will definitely wear them. But you have like these box sets of the hot sauces that come in like a a real wood box that's like burnt and it's got the logo stamped in it. You've got a leather box of them. Well, whose idea was
2: this? Is fantastic. Who's so a,
0: yeah, that is a great way to present a gift to somebody. Yeah. So our
2: say. our other goal, because we do have you know what I consider the healthiest hot sauce on the market, and we also want to be the best, right? So the most high end. Um, even though there's hot sauces out there that are you know more expensive than ours. But we wanted to be able to present our hot sauce and I want to present you with something that you'll remember forever, right? Mm-hmm. So if you buy a gift box from me, those uh, the wooden boxes that we sell, I make those. Those are made of cedar. Uh, we scorch them, we brand them with a branding iron and uh, we put our sauces in them. Cool thing about them is if the person that you're giving it to as a gift or yourself as a cigar smoker, you can actually throw your cigars in it because cedar is what you want to preserve tobacco products. We get a lot of people, it's a multi-use box. Wow. That's cool. But if nothing else, if you have that sitting on your, you know, in your room or your man cave and you're throwing whatever in it, it's got my logo on it, so maybe that gets you—you you remind you, hey, it's time to order some more hot sauce from Nano yeah. Break. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also wanted to have the highest end gift box on the market, and I searched and I looked around, and we came up with it is a leather briefcase and uh, it's tufted in red velvet, and it has the inside, six yeah. of our hot sauces in it, and uh, it is the most highest end gift box there is right now, as far as gift sets go. We've sold. Uh, Quite a few of them, and these are kind of made to order, right? We only usually have one, a uh, couple on hand at a time, which are displays. So if somebody orders it, we have to make one real quick. Um, it is pretty time consuming, but we can usually knock it out in about a week and get one get one made. I mean,
0: still, like it takes a week to make the gift box, guys. Like this yeah, and I don't, cool and that's the thing. <laughs> and the thing is,
2: uh, to be honest, like I'm not making any money off these. If you factor in the amount of hours it takes me to make these, um, ultimately, like I said, it's literally something I made that's sitting in your house. Yeah. It's a presentation of your product. Yeah. And and we, so we've got a lot of people, especially with the Don Hefe, a lot of business owners uh, that have businesses, you know, we've got a a couple of real estate agents that uh, buy our gifts and anytime a client, uh, they sell a house, they'll give it to Mm, them. Um, We've got a, that's a a great gift. uh, Yeah. Same thing with uh, a tattoo artist. It does the same thing. Anybody buys like a really high dollar tattoo. He gives them a Don Hefe. Um, we got a couple other people that have like really exclusive man caves with like bourbon collections and they keep it in there. Like, so it's really cool to see all the, hear all the uses of people that buy that, the Don Jefe. And we also have two, we have just regular standard gift boxes, right? You don't want to spend the money on that. We've got the typical cardboard, you know, shoebox style gift box that, you know, everybody else has too. If you want to just give something simple with our hot sauces, we got that covered as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean. That's the one of the first things I noticed was all just
2: the fancy gift boxes,
0: kind of present the presentation of it because the pictures and everything on the website are really great. You know, it's very attractive. And then your eye goes to that whenever you're scrolling through the website. Definitely. I love it. So what's next for you guys? Like where, where do we go from here? I mean, only up obviously.
2: Yeah. So we, um, we're, you know, we, uh, we're continuing to slowly move forward and we don't want to move so quickly that the business gets out from under us, under us, so to speak. So
0: I love that you guys are thinking like, that. yeah, we're like, you
2: you don't want to grow too quickly, too fast because that can not be good. Sometimes. I mean, some people, some business people say that's a good problem to have, but as long as we're on the incline going up and we're able to kind of hold the reins of this and keep control of it is where we're at our next year. We plan to be in every major event that happens in Florida. And then from there, we'll probably the next year is when we'll kind of start looking at some of these smaller chain, uh, supermarkets and and restaurants and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And it's kind of an, it's a unique thing, right? Because a lot of the, the the major hot sauce companies that are you see in these places are owned by huge corporations. Yeah. Um, the two top hot sauce companies are owned by the same company, which are food distributors that distribute everything else in supermarkets. So it's kind of hard to compete with those circumstances. But we'll start with the smaller ones, and try and get in there. And we've got some works. Uh, we're working right now with a couple of companies that want to distribute us internationally. So oh wow, oh, uh, cool. that's kind of interesting. That that's kind of come to us before local distributors, but we'll, we'll do that. So we're kind of working the kinks out on that, on doing some, you know, international sales of our product.
0: So how do you, how do you keep still that, um, the quality of the product when it comes to, you know, higher volume of sales?
2: Well, I mean, we, we're going to stay consistent, right? We literally are going to, you know, make what we can at the time. You know, we're not a huge, uh, conglomeration or corporation that can you know produce that so we're going to be limited as to what we can produce it and, sounds like
1: that's white that's why you're walking into it slower because you could you could keep an eye on larger volume if you sort of
2: it, it, we have to grow into it right, right at the end. Yeah. You, yeah you have to have people
1: that are inspecting
2: if, it if and the thing is if if hypothetically you know Supermarket, center X comes in and says, We want to buy your product and we want a million units. Well, that's impossible, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's impossible for us to do it properly. So that's not going to happen. Um, so that's why I say we're going to grow naturally and do it by starting off with some smaller, you know, into maybe, you know, a chain that only has four or five stores. Yeah. We can handle that, right? Yeah. And that's how we're going to go. We just, we're not going to get into something that's going to possibly hurt us and diminish the quality of what we're trying to do because I love we that. still want yeah. to keep the quality
1: i could see you guys in some of these more gourmet grocery stores that are more high-end and that's
2: and that's and that's typically what we're going to shoot for yeah. um that's typically and we you know we are in a few you know really cool spots yeah. um around here i, mean, I don't know if, if you know if you want me to yeah you, you can yeah. kind of tell you some well, of the. yeah, yeah well, we're for in sure. the
0: Apopka orlando area so if you have any right around this yeah, area so
2: if you go okay so over in uh winter park there's really Two really cool places. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is called Simply Cheese. Oh okay? yes, uh-huh. and uh, they carry our a couple of our hot sauces. They are phenomenal cheese at that place. Like
0: uh, the Oviedo Oil Lady. Um, there's a, a lady who sell we just had on the show that does olive oil, like, mm-hmm. the and gourmet she's there. olive oil, and she's in. Yeah, there. They, wow. they're very good. Yeah.
2: Like they, they they you know they support a lot of local a uh, lot of local Love products. That. Uh, another really cool company that uh, is getting you know is phenomenal is called Freehand Goods. I don't know if you're
0: oh. I have not. So heard it's a um, freehand goods.
2: Freehand goods. So they're over off down. Corrine in East End Market, over in like Winter Park, kind of Baldwin Park area. And uh, the two guys that run that, they make stuff that's all Florida based, right? So t shirts, all Florida themed. Oh, They wow. make leather. Ah. They have like our hot sauce there. A lot of cool things and they make a lot of, most of most of everything they sell, they make themselves. What wow. was the
0: name of that again?
2: Freehand Goods.
0: Freehand Goods. I, I'll Freehand write goods. Okay. Freehand Goods. Yeah.
2: So that's a really cool spot. They carry, you know, they carry our product. That's a really cool spot. Um, another cool spot out in St. Cloud for any of your listeners, do we, we, our stuff is in a cigar place, right? And I remember I was telling you before about, you know, they use some of our, our sauces for Bloody Marys and to make mojitos and mm-hmm. margaritas and stuff but I, I had got with the owner and he came with me and he said, hey, is there a way we can make a sweet and spicy cigar? And I said, yes, we can. So oh, wow. we oh. came. Up, I came up with a concoction of sauce. Now it's not one of the ones I sell. I make it specifically for him, for his cigars. And what he does is he infuses it into the into the cigar that you smoke.
0: Is it like in the wrapping of it? it it's. I oh. can't really tell you how he does oh, okay, it, but yeah. I'll tell you that- Trade secret. We
2: figured, have to kill you. <laughs> I could tell you, he basically That's infuses it into the cigar. And so when you take the draw off the cigar, the first thing you taste is the sweet from, you know, the fruit that we use to sweeten it. And then the next thing that happens is your lips start tingling from the habanero that we use. Oh, wow. Interesting. And so now he tells me that this is his most popular selling cigar. So, and the guy is like a phenomenal guy. Like he's originally from Cuba. He, you know, he moved down to Miami and he makes, you know, rolls all of his own. Most, almost everything he sells is, he rolls. He does have some name brands, but um, he opened up this little coffee, cigar, you know, whiskey, you know, spirit, you know, place. It's super cool. And it's funny as I tell my wife, like, I stop in every now and then just to say hi to him. Yeah. And end up like before I know it, I'm not, you know, I'm just coming in and say hi and leave. Next thing I know, I'm sitting in a leather recliner with a cigar and a drink. Uh, and I'm like, you what, ain't is going happening? What, am I, what am I doing yeah, here? Like, he's that hospitable, right? So, the name of the place is Old Fashioned Cigar. The owner's Old Gessler, fashion. phenomenal guy. Like, it's a little hidden gem in Central Florida. And of oh, course, see,
0: those are the things we like when we go on vacation. We were just talking before how, you know, Asheville is um one of our favorite places to go but you're always looking for that though aren't you yeah yeah you're, you're listening you know you're asking locals what are the what are the things i and, have to see when i'm and here and the cool
2: thing about ashville so we you know me and my wife just got back from Asheville on our anniversary and we went to four different little restaurants. We don't eat at the chain restaurants. I haven't eaten at a TGI Friday. You know, we try like, to avoid them like the plague. In 25 years, right? Yeah. We always want to support local, independent, family-type businesses, love right? It. So we went to four or five of them. Every single one we went to in Asheville, they had local hot sauce there. Oh, nice. They didn't have the commercial brands, right? And I love that. I'm like, I love it. I love that, and I love when they make their own hot sauce. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, we make our own. I'm like, oh, pff, love it, right? And that's the one thing that I just don't like the one thing that kind of like uh, the one thing that upsets me when I go to a restaurant, especially if it's a high end restaurant and they throw a bottle of the tra- traditional commercial sauce that everybody mm-hmm. knows. And yep. I'm like, man, you, you support local farmers, you support this. And then you jumped it, out. There's at the end. so many. Yeah. Cool, and it doesn't. It's not even that. I mean, how much you could a case of hot sauce can last you a year, probably. They it's probably just don't rich.
1: think of it. You know, honestly, if you point it out to them, they probably just don't. Yeah, think about I mean, it. W- and they that's probably like, think of it like
2: ketchup. You know? Yeah, it, it maybe possibly, but we know that. Like we've we've talked to some people at some of the um, the higher end places, and they typically really aren't interested. A lot of them, and the, I guess the margins are thin when it comes to a lot of things. and Maybe yeah. that's not something that they're going to. Um, spend money on but it's certain places like Asheville is phenomenal for that like and I actually ended up buying a bunch of local hot sauce there because I'm like man this stuff is cool yeah they're huge on farm to table and yeah so just by me trying that in a, um, in a store, I ended up buying a bunch of it in another store and bringing it home just from trying it in the restaurant. See, so. I
1: love that too because small biz- we find that consistently that small businesses support small businesses. There's like, yeah. you know, it's like a very supportive community for the most part. It
2: is, it is, and especially the, the farmer's markets, like everybody, you know, I mean, I've got more help from other vendors because, you know, like I said, we started off, we didn't know anything about it. Like, and you know, we learned a lot from other people and it was kind of funny when I was in Asheville, we were um, walking down the street and there was like a little pop-up farmer's market some kid young kid you know probably 20 and he had his own hot sauce there and i kind of just went up like oh man let me try what you got and uh he actually had a pretty good hot sauce you know and he wasn't selling in any stores or nothing he was just kind of there like just trying to get yeah. some money for it and i talked to him for i kind of told him i said yeah man i own a hot sauce company in, uh you know in, in florida and we talked for about an hour and uh, i ended up buying a bunch of his sauces and i gave him my card i said look man i go you could do this. I go, it's, it's. you know, he was kind of didn't know if it's something to work. I'm like, you got a good product. You know, you're fermenting your hot sauce. Tastes good. Uh, I go, you ever have any questions? I gave him my business card. I said, look, man, I That's can kind of so walk great. you through it. Yeah. Because I don't know, I go, I don't know the laws in North Carolina, but I can kind of give you the gist of what you would need to get started. And I've had people do that with me too, you know, on yeah. different things. I'm, I'm lucky enough that I have some mentors and some other uh, businesses that have helped us out um, with, because like I said, we're I, I don't come from a business background. So a lot of this stuff, we've either had to learn the hard way or just entrust in people that we knew that, would, that have helped us out.
0: It's so great that you have, it sounds like you've got a great community around you that yeah, is helping yeah, you with this. So. Uh, and, yeah, we're very fortunate.
2: Yeah.
1: And a great product. I a mean, really great product. I'm not kidding yeah. you when I tell you, when we're done here, we're going to order some from your website because we're going to try a few different ones. And, yeah, I want uh, the
0: pineapple jalapeno one. And
1: I want the elderberry one. So there we go. Yeah, there There's, we go. <laughs>
0: and they're about the sweet ones. See, look yeah. at that. I yeah. might
1: order a third more of a regular And we still have
0: variants. Too.
2: That one's reserved for really want to go <laughs> hot, <laughs> <laughs> or when is, you get some uh, people over the house and they've had too much to drink, and they're like, yeah, "Here, try this." Well, I'm gonna just tell you. I,
1: so I thought How of a couple you. things. Like we've been to these uh, homebrew events, which are really fun. We're mm-hmm. really good friends with uh, Fox Valley Farm and Hopyard. They do these big. They do it once a year, but we went to one that did like a hot beer, and. It was done so well. You know how gimmicky that could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you were describing the cigar, it, was a habanero. it, it made me think of if you pick. use the right sauce and use it the right way and you know how to mix it mm-hmm. in the you know, the finish, just as you finish the beer taste, you got a little taste
2: of the hot. And it was, a, I, I could see that being a, maybe a one-off for the sauce as well, you know? Yeah, yeah, we, I, I actually, uh, it was funny enough in that Coral Gables event we went to, somebody handed me, they just came to my booth and like, here, try this. And it was a, some sort of, craft beer company, I think it was out of Sarasota, but yeah, they had a habanero beer and, um, but those typically, they're actually just probably using for the beer. They're probably using uh, an extract of the pepper from the pepper itself. Cause oh, you really, yeah. you can't, w- w- you can't have any particulates right in it. So mm-hmm. it's well, going to be more of an extract.
1: That's the beauty yeah. of the homebrew though. It's not for sale. Yeah, so it's yeah. literally some You're of it's like the cloudiest it. wood, but it's oh, okay, just, yeah. it's just, um, cr-
2: it's just the craft. They I don't... feel like
0: that would be a good fit for you. Have you done craft beer festivals before? Yeah, like, we, we, well, we, yeah, we pairing. did a couple.
2: We actually, one we did an early one a couple years ago in St. Augustine, yeah. in yeah. big craft beer fest, yep. um, we've done a couple other different ones. We did a, man, we've just done so many cool events. Like we did one out in Tampa like pff, a month ago. It was called Beers, Bourbon, and Barbecue, and that was oh. like awesome, like that phenomenal event. That sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. It's like, I almost, want, I say to my wife all the time, I'm like, man, we've been missing out on like like all these cool festivals that we've never even heard of or went to, and now we're at them, but we're working. We're not even like- You don't even you get to
0: check it <laughs> out <laughs> yeah, or I mean, anything. Yeah, yeah. We're,
2: we're working the whole time. But, but you
0: <laughs> know, um, festivals, those, um, those markets and festivals and stuff like that, we always say, because um, Dan's an author as well, And when we set up at those things, it's really just the best networking event and you just meet people. Sometimes you just, you meet somebody that's got the coolest story and it's it's just, it's, it's just a really great way to just expand your circle. And spread the word for your,
1: for your brand as well.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, like I said, if we could do it, if it was logistically possible, I would have a team of people working in every major town working farmers markets and selling our sauce and i'd be happy doing it if that was something that we could do you'd have uh, to have so many people that's yeah, the problem. yeah yeah and it would be it would be it would be it would be really hard but like that would be if, if it could be done i mean that would be because like i said the people at farmers markets are phenomenal they like quality they like supporting local yep. and uh that's something that uh, that would be really cool if we could pull off something like that but you know like i said our goal is to grow small and hopefully you know we can be in a uh Cool supermarket or boutique near you at some point. We'd you know, love to see that. Is awesome. and, we'll
0: definitely keep us posted. We'll keep, we follow you. So we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll and one other cool thing,
2: too. one other cool thing that we got coming up, and I'll just, you know, uh, throw this out there. So, you, if you know anybody in uh, like the Jeep community, like we have a brand, oh, yeah, we saw oh, that. This yes. is really cool. Yeah, yes. we have a, so we have a branded Jeep. We kind of, we needed a car or a vehicle to kind of promote our product. We thought the Jeep, you know, was like kind of cool. And then we, we did a Jeep event. And, uh, we got approached by some promoters that promote a event called Jeep Beach, which okay. is basically like bike week in Daytona, but it's for Jeeps. Yeah, and It's the largest organized Jeep event in the country. And it's in last weekend of April. And we got invited to do that. And more than that, we are the official hot sauce of Jeep Beach and we are making a Jeep Beach hot sauce. Oh, cool. cool. where's this at? Which beach? It's Daytona, Daytona. Beach. Oh, so it'll be Daytona nice. Beach the last weekend of April and, um, Matt Ombre will be there and we will have special Jeep Beach hot sauce, which will actually be a little bit hotter than the variants. Make it a little bit hotter, right? (laughs) And because, see, my goal with this is because it's going to be
0: hot outside, so you might as well match it. Well, the other (laughs)
2: thing, too, is you know, Jeep people, uh, you know, they're kind of nostalgic and they like Jeep products. And I'd much rather you put that bottle of uh, Jeep Beach hot sauce with my name on it on a shelf with your other Jeep, you know, Paraphernalia, then eat it and Just, throw it away. That's why. Yeah. That's why it's so gonna be so it li- yeah. It's still gonna have flavor now. Like so, if you, li- I mean, if you, you know, but uh, literally, I kind of that's my goal is you know I, I'd like you to yeah. keep that forever. A lot of people know? might yeah. keep it as like a memorabilia, yeah, a little memento from Jeep Beach, you know. Oh, and we are gonna so have cool. the apparel for Jeep Beach hot sauce as well. We're going to have wow. uh, oh, some crop cool. tops, tank tops, shirts for men. Very so. nice. Yeah. So you're And you're going to have your other sauces there too, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have our other sauces. That'll Is the just, hot
0: squad going to be there?
2: We will have the hot squad there. They will be there. <laughs> so any major festivals, we always have the hot squad there. So awesome. they will be there as well. So Very nice. We're looking forward to it. That's uh, an exciting event for us because we've never done anything like that. Wow. So. Sounds really that's- cool.
0: Cool things. Yep. Cool things are yeah. happening. Well, thank you so much for yes. joining thank us. Thank you, Troy. This no,
2: is it great. was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, you know, and thank you. Made you made me hungry the whole time. And thank you for supporting local. I mean, I can't tell you how much that means to me, like hearing, you know, there's somebody out there that's actually giving, you know, it's small what we businesses
0: love. and local love. It's what we love
2: doing. Um, definitely. But thank yeah. you for that. For sure. Absolutely.
0: You're welcome. And guys, you can um, find out more about Mad Ombre at madombre.com. And we will put the link below and of course make sure to give them a follow on facebook instagram all their social media platforms and guys remember at the end of each and every day it's It's all fine and dandy hi guys we hope you enjoyed the show today if you did we would love a review So make sure to head over to your Apple podcast app or whatever app you listen to your podcast on and give us a five-star review. Also, give us a like and a follow on our social media. You can find that all under Fine and Dangy. And if you want to find out more about our guest or about us, head over to fineanddange.com.